I'm Paul Ciampanelli. I'm Kirk Pinchon. Good evening, Kirk. How are you? Good evening, Paul. I am fine. Thank you for asking. And if anyone's listening and it's not evening, (laughs) wait until evening. Yeah. This is an evening podcast. I mean, that was kind of a given when I thought we started this podcast. That would always be listened to in the evening. Yeah. Yeah, it's the it's the it's the end of the day. Yeah, man, winding down with music radio. We're the quiet storm. We're the quiet storm <laughs> of white guy podcasting. <laughs> yeah, just right. nailed it right there. <laughs> uh, I want to talk about a book, sure, that you gave me. Mm-hmm. Can you tell the story of of why you gave me this? I book? gave you this book. Uh, Let's just say what it is. This sure. is uh, Kim Gordon's memoirs from a couple years ago, "Girl in a Band." Kim Gordon from Sonic Youth. Which I know you're a big fan of. Yes. Yes. So, um, for those of you listening, you're like, ah, Kirk bought Paul book. No, that didn't happen. No. <laughs> no. What happens is, uh, sometimes when I go out for a jog, uh, I'll pass by uh, in certain areas of Los Angeles. There'll be a little tiny wooden, almost like a birdhouse. Mm-hmm. And in it is just a bunch of random books. And there'll be a, there's always a sign that says, leave a book or take a book. So, it's just these, one of these, <clears throat> excuse me. One of these community things. Yeah. I've seen them in North Hollywood, Burbank, Glendale. And uh, one day I was jogging by and I was like, take a look because who knows. Yeah. And I saw the Kim Gordon book and I said, oh, I'm going to get that for Paul. Yeah. So I got it for you. I way prefer that to if you had just bought it. <laughs> yeah. It's so much more fun that you found it that way. Just randomly. And it was one of those, I was like, oh my God. Yeah. Holy shit. And I'll never, I didn't know that those things exist, and I'll never come across it because I've never been out for a job. (laughs) You're like, I don't go out. That's a whole, there's a whole world out there (laughs) undiscovered to me. You'll sometimes see them in churches or sometimes they're just in people's front yards. Yeah. And it's just these random things. And full disclosure, a lot of them are like, Here's a John Grisham novel. Right. It's like, like one of those things. Mm-hmm. I got this at the airport because I forgot my Kindle. <laughs> yes. And I exactly. had a five-hour flight and I was like, well, I guess I'm reading The Rainmaker. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's exactly. You see all these like, oh, okay, well, I'll just yeah. get through all this. And then yeah. every now and then you'll find a diamond. This is a great find. I like have been meaning to donate a bunch of books to the library. Mm-hmm. Like I've got a box of books. I'll just go. I should just... Well, I was going to say I should go find these boxes and don't. I'll just give them to you. You can do Didn't it. Didn't mean I'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> They're all over where my neighbor yeah. is. Yeah. And um, I wanted to read a very quick passage. Oh, cool. This. this is from, this is the first few paragraphs of chapter 16. So let me uh, find the page here. And this is just good. Uh, served as a reminder to me that there are certain figures in music who are my heroes in terms of my music fandom. Mm-hmm. But they shouldn't be role models. Uh, and I know that, but it's still nice to be reminded, yeah, especially at my age, I shouldn't be role modeling <laughs> yeah. punks who were in their 20s at the time. But this is uh, Kim uh, in her mid to late 20s. She grew up in Los Angeles. She went to art school in Los Angeles. And then she moved to New York in the late 70s, early 80s, when punk and new wave was going on. Mm-hmm. And so this is from that period. And it's before she ever got into music herself. Okay. I'm just going to read like three paragraphs because it's a nice, fun, quick story. Uh, Compared to the people I saw every day in New York, I was a mess. My wardrobe, a hodgepodge of of thrift shop styles, boho symbols mixed with conventional ones. A few years earlier, in conjunction with getting my driver's license, I'd also gotten my first pair of glasses. And to make them look less conventional and dreary, I bought a pair of flip up sunglass lenses. Myopia could at least look good, plus I couldn't afford to buy contact lenses. 
One night I accompanied a friend to uh, Veselka, an all-night Polish restaurant on the corner of St. Mark's and 2nd Avenue. Somehow, my friend was personally acquainted with The Senders, a popular 1970s New York band best known for their rock and roll style and Frankie Avalon greaser appearance. Johnny Thunders, who was a member of the New York Dolls, was hanging out with The Senders that night, which meant that, by default, I was hanging out with Johnny Thunders. You'd think it would have been the coolest night of my life, but it wasn't. (laughs) To me, a white, middle-class Southern California girl, Johnny Thunders was just a tired junkie. My friend and I were sitting in a booth in between the senders and Johnny Thunders when Johnny started tossing sugar across the table at his friends. Pissed off, I yelled at him for getting sugar in my eggs. Johnny Johnny fixed me with an entitled, druggy, rock and roll look and called me Four Eyes. (laughs) It was funny in some respects, but also a night that reinforced my feeling that I could never attain any degree of coolness or style in New York. Johnny Thunders and people like him were breaking all the rules, and the rest of us were condemned to watch. <laughs> wow. I just like that. It's like, oh, yeah. It's like, ooh, they're such cool rebels. Yeah. But, like, not only would you not want to be them, but you really wouldn't want to hang out with no. them either because they're just annoying assholes. It's just a chore. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you're at the diner trying to talk to your friend, and Johnny Thunders is throwing sugar at you. It's like, yeah. cut it out, Johnny. Dude, I'm stopping it. <laughs> yeah. Also, I'm like, four eyes? Yeah, that's, that's just whack. Yeah. It's the wackest smack talk I've ever heard. <laughs> it's like, come on, man. Yeah. That's the best you could do. Four eyes. Four eyes. That's just lame. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny Thunders is lame. Yeah, man. R.I.P. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah, so I just wanted to read that. Oh, good. I'm and glad you enjoyed it. Thank you on the show for giving me the book. My pleasure. Now it's time for Don't At Me. Don't At Me. Don't At Me. Okay, this is the part of the mini episode when we each say a hot take or an unpopular opinion about something in music, but we don't care about anyone else's opinion, so please don't at us. Please don't. I'll go first this time. Sure. So, I don't know if you heard about this. There was some very mild controversy controversy this week when Lana Del Rey... Did you hear about this? I vaguely... I know who Lana Del Rey is. Lana Del Rey, the pop singer, responded ungraciously to a thoughtful but critical review that Ann Powers wrote about her new album. You know Ann Powers? No, who's she? She's a music critic. She's been around for years and years and years. She was always a talking head on any of those like MTV or VH1 type of shows. Mm -hmm. um, So she's just um, a living legend rock critic. Okay. And she wrote... um, I mean, she didn't, like, just dunk on Lana Del Rey, mm-hmm. but she wrote a long and thought- thoughtful review that was mixed to negative. Mm-hmm. And then Lana Del Rey responded. And the thing the thing that Lana Del Rey particularly seemed to latch, o- latch on to was that at one point in the review, Ann Powers said something like, Compared to Joni Mitchell's lyrics, <laughs> Lana Del Rey's lyrics are undercooked. Mm-hmm. And Lana Del Rey, Lana Del Rey's response was like, I'm not undercooked. How dare you call me undercooked? Nothing about me is undercooked. I've never been undercooked. Like she just really wow. took issue. I don't know if that's what Lana Del Rey talks about. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so either, but, but she really didn't like being called undercooked, but it's yeah. also like, she deigned to compare you to Joni Mitchell yeah. at all. You should be thanking her for the comparison. Yeah. Like compared to Joni Mitchell's lyrics, we're all dog shit. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll just go blah, blah, blah. Undercooked is the best you can be being yeah. compared to Jody Mitchell. So, uh, you know, it just kind of was what it was. Yeah. 
a music critic wrote a critical review, mm-hmm. a musician responded the way that they would. And mm-hmm. then because social media is what what it is, you know, people on either side oh, yeah. were you so know, up in arms about it. Yeah. So guess which side I fall down on? Uh, I just want to say what I hope Lana Del Rey has learned from all this is that Ann Powers is the queen of rock critics, and she has been for decades, and she still will be when years from now Lana Del Rey is just the answer no one gets right in a 2010s <laughs> trivia quiz. Don't at me. <laughs> I mean, you're not far off. That's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's going to happen. But also, like, it's never a good look to, like, snark at a specific critic. It never works. Also one, like, I'll bet Lana Del Rey doesn't know who the hell Ann Powers is. Oh. But yeah. Ann Powers has been around for a lot longer than Lana Del Rey's nah, career has true. been. Yeah. And it wasn't... It didn't. She didn't trash her. Yeah. Like she clearly is a fan of Lana Del Rey. Yeah. It was like this album didn't really do what it tried to do. Yeah. And the and the and the response was so the 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 negative review was so thoughtful and the response to it was so shallow and bitchy that I was just like, yeah. well, there's the there's yeah, right there. there's uh there's worse reviews out there. Yeah. For, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but that was it. I just, right. if, if Ann Powers wasn't going to straight up dunk on Lana Del Rey, then I was going <laughs> to be You took to it, yes. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be the smaller person. <laughs> why not? Yeah. That's why we're here. Yeah. Yes. All right, go for it. All right. Yeah. I you, wrote this you wrote down. yours down, which is very rare. Very Maybe rare. once a year you'll write one down. I know. So I wrote this down okay. in a fury. <laughs> so here I at work in my office just <laughs> freaking out. No reason why, but I'm going to say it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Paula Abdul's 1988 debut album, Forever Your Girl, should be considered a pop classic on par with the Beatles' Sgt. Pepper, the Beach Boys' Pet Sound, Pet Sounds, and the entire Elvis Presley catalog. It is nothing but hit after hit after tasty fucking hit. Out of the ten songs on the album, six were certified bangers. Straight Up, Knocked Out, Cold Hearted, Opposites Attract, The Way That You Love Me, Forever Your Girl, that's a 60% success rate. Steph Curry, the best three-point shooter of the 2018-2019 NBA season, only shot 44.6%. So give Forever Your Girl the goddamn fucking respect it deserves, and fuck Elvis Presley, don't at me. Um, I agree. Yeah. I knew you'd agree, because we've talked about it. I mean, I kind of fell asleep when you started talking about basketball. <laughs> you lost it there. But you had me at the beginning. I mean... I don't know if I would hold it up against Pet Sounds and Sgt. Peppers, but I take your point. More hits? Well, I mean, that doesn't really mean anything. Because there have you. been Because there have been plenty of hits that are terrible music. Sure. But I love the hits on that album. Yes. Off of one album. Forever Your Girl is great. It's a great album. And I was listening to it at work, and I was like, holy shit. God damn. Even, like, there's... You know, so there's six of them. Mm-hmm. There's like one or two deep cuts. They're like, that's a good song. There's a song called I Need You that's got a fucking saxophone solo in the middle of it. Which is great. Do you know what I like about Paula Abdul? And don't take this the wrong way. Go on this journey with me. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll hold my hand. And if, she's, if she's not good. Like, no, yeah, I, yeah she, she's not a great singer by any means. That's what I mean. Yeah. Like, Whitney Houston is a world-class, uh, all-time yes. singing talent. Who I don't like. Like, I don't yeah. dislike her, but I've never been into Whitney Houston. I like, like, one or two songs yeah. and, that are great. And all the rest, I'm like, I don't hate it. I'm like, that's fine. But if there's someone who can, like, who's not a talented singer, yeah. but is 
has the personality and is putting forth the energy and the song has hooks yeah. and it's a great pop song. That's all I need. Yeah. I'd rather listen to Paul Abdul than Whitney Houston 10 times out of 10. I think I probably would too. Yeah. And, see, and Whitney's obviously more talented. Yeah. Well, obviously. But yeah. Objectively, Whitney Houston is more talented at singing than Paul Abdul. Yes. Paul Abdul was a dancer first. That was the whole thing. Yes. Uh, and she got a record deal somehow and then it just got, it was a, an album full of hits. Full of hits. And I love Paula Abdul. Yeah, she's great. Yeah. I think you agree. You'd rather listen to Rush uh, by Paula Abdul than Saving All My band Love. Rush. Yeah. And I'm like, no, that's the opposite <laughs> point. They're technically good musicians and make the worst music in the you world. Like, Kirk, you have not been <laughs> listening to me. <laughs> but you mean Rush Rush. Rush Rush, sorry. Yeah. You'd rather listen to Rush Rush uh-huh. than Saving All My Love for You. I don't even know what Saving All My Love for You is. You don't need to. It's not one of her yeah, songs. No. I like, uh, when it comes to Whitney, I like, I want to dance with somebody. Great song. And that's basically all I need. I'm, I'll go with uh, that one. I'll go with uh, You Give Good Love. And I'll go with uh, How Will I Know. How Will I Know is great. Any that's of the song. upbeat ones. Yeah, I don't like upbeat. Whitney's bad. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Agree. Yeah. Well said. And even Rush Rush. Is is good, but as a ballad, it's like, no man, turn on cold hearted. That's all I yes. Turn on vibology. And the bit when she raps is cool. Oh yeah. <laughs> she's she's not any worse than when Prince rapped. No, she is better than when yeah. Prince rapped. We just went around the whole fucking pop culture world with that, don't add. But don't add us. Don't add us. Yeah. Uh okay, now it's time for a music trivia yeah. quiz. This is the part of the mini episode when we each ask each other questions from the music themed expansion pack. For the board game Trivial Pursuit, it was published in 1985, so all of the questions are about music from before 1985. And what does that mean, Craig? That means it is quite difficult it to get through. It is difficult indeed. The last time we played, we tied. We tied. So my winning streak still stands at one from the episode before that. Sure, we'll say it that way. <laughs> well, tie is a tie. It doesn't end or continue the streak. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Um, or reset it. So uh, I'll ask you first, sure. and yes. then I'll defend my... Your one game previous streak. one game yeah, streak. Yeah. Let's, let's, go go Let's go there. Are you sure? Before <laughs> I look at it, are you sure this is the card you want me to ask questions about? No, I'm not. I'm not sure. You want to select again? I want to select again because I'm not 100%. Yes, ending. All right. Not 100%. Again. Okay. Why lie? That feels good. Okay. This is the one? That feels good. Final answer? Final answer. All right. Cover notes. What LP did the Rolling Stones... Tongue and Lips logo, First Grace. Ah, uh, not... You know the logo. Yes. What album? First I'm going to go logo. with what's in my head mm-hmm. first and just say Tattoo You. Incorrect. What was it? Sticky Fingers. Oh. Yeah. Uh, your mother should know. What drinking song and big band hit reports that she, quote, loves gin and I love rum? Oh, boy. That's a tough one. Mm -hmm. uh, Do one more time, please. What drinking song and big band hit reports that she, quote, loves gin and I love rum? Uh, What's the use of getting sober when you have to get drunk again? Incorrect. Little Brown Jug. Oh, I don't even know what that is. Neither do I. All right. 1950s. Whose only million seller is Slim Guitar? Slim Pickens. Guitar Slims. Ah, shit. 
Slim Pickens is an actor, but I don't think he made music. No, he made really, I, I thought he made... Did he? I thought he did. Could be. I'm just trying to remember like commercials from the 70s. Yeah. Maybe he did. 1960s. How many times is Good Morning sung to start the Beatles' Good Morning, Good Morning? Three. Incorrect. What? Five. Oh, is it the start? Yeah. I wouldn't have known that. Yeah. I don't even know if I would have gotten yeah. that. After the Beatles. I'm at zero, by You have way. zero. Yes. You can get two maximum yeah. here. Who made it clear over and over that he loved a rainy night in 1981? Eddie Rabbit. Correct. I have no idea who that is That's or what my the time. question refers to. That's yeah. my time. Uh, anything goes. How many blowholes does the... <laughs> I'm a child. <laughs> I'm a child. Jesus Christ. How many... No, this is... It's gonna... It's just gonna get funnier. How many blowholes does the Fiji nose flute call the Fango Fango feature? Is it not multiple choice? No, I'll give you... Uh, I'll read it again. How many blowholes... Does the Fiji nose flute called the Fango Fango feature? We'll say one. Incorrect. Seven. How many holes are in your nose? Two. There oh, are. Two. that's a good one. Two. All right. That was the right card <laughs> because I don't deserve nice things. One out of six. Uh, I'm going to choose. I'm going to go near the front. Ooh, yeah. I'm going to go with that guy daring. right there. All right. One to tie, two to win. Yeah. Can you continue, continue your streak? Mm-hmm. Cover notes. What famed DJ did New York City's WINS hire to become number one in 1954? Alan Freed. That is correct. Where was he originally from? Cleveland? Yes, he was. That's why the <laughs> Rock and Roll Hall of Fame's in Cleveland. Yeah. Mom, how many years after he first recorded... Did Boogie Woogie boss Clarence Pine Top Smith die in a Chicago brawl? Whew. Try that again. Mm-hmm. I got it, but do I get a multiple choice? No. Anything? I'm going to say two. One. Oh, oh, I was thinking maybe it's one, but I don't know. Two was the first thing that came to mind. Okay. Oh, you might know this, you might not. We're already tied, right? Yep, we're tied. Okay. 50s. Yep. What follows... Oo oo ah ting tang walla walla bing bang oo oo ah ting tang walla walla bing bang. That is correct. Yeah. You have one. I already won. Yes. The rest the is an expo exclamation. exclamation. Yeah. 60s. What movie based on a Shakespeare play sports the love theme A Time for Us? Uh, West Side Story. Romeo and Juliet. Oh, because I'm thinking somewhere which has the lyrics. Yes. Somewhere a place for us. Yes. Yeah, okay. After Beatles, what unassuming name did Grace Slick and Paul Cantor consider for their child, China? Hmm. What unassuming name? Yep. Since this is an expo mission, that's, they're being winky. They're no, being I, sassy. I get that, yeah. they're, that they're being winky. Um, but I still don't know where they're going with it. I don't know. God. That is correct. (laughs) (laughs) Well done. Okay. All right. That's three. Yeah. Uh, What I, uh, after uh, anything goes, what Iranian leader noted, 
quote, music dulls the mind because it involves pleasure and ecstasy similar to drugs. Ayatollah Khomeini. I'm going to need the full name. I don't know it. Ayatollah Ruhala Khomeini. Okay. But it's an exclamation you want anyway, so it doesn't. I did win. Also, I mean, that could be legit because are there more than one Ayatollah Khomeini's? Maybe. I think there I might don't be. Know, so, I yeah. think there are more. Yeah. But okay. But win streak. <laughs> Two big games. <laughs> Two times. Yeah. That took me three weeks to get. <laughs> doesn't matter how you get there as long as you get there. That's right. Yeah. But that's it for the mini episode. Bye. Bye.